Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much for coming back. And welcome to Authentic Conversation, if this is your first time with us. I am Amarelis. And I'm Susan. Hello, hello, everyone. Uh, we are so glad you're here today. So today we're having a conversation about our second meditation that we just had this past Thursday. If you don't haven't joined us, please come back every Thursday night, um, or you can hear the recording on our channel where you are right now. So, Susan, mm. yeah, tell us. Uh, okay, so the second law of the universe, which is vibration. Mm. Wow, I was buzzing all over the place. It was amazing to hear the sound. Let's talk a little bit about that. Let's start off with that, please. You had us listen to... I had you listening to um, solfeggio uh, frequency music. So the, what happens is different vibrations activate different parts of our body. So, you know, if you want to, for example, be more, more creative, you would find a vibration that would tap into your creativity. If you wanted to be more calm, you would find a vibration that would tap into your calm. So there's things called solfeggio notes, and these notes harmonize with different parts of our body. So you can literally feel the vibration of the sound inside your body. Oh my gosh, I did. I was like in such a trance. I loved it. Um, I so needed it, especially uh, Thursday nights. It's uh, kind of like getting ready for the end of the week. Everything that life throws at you is almost a reminder again to just come back to the basics because we think so complicated. And you just always bring us back to just come back to the present moment. Be here we think so complicated. So let's just stay with that statement because mm -hmm. this is what's happening. So yesterday I was, I was doing some gardening, right? It was a beautiful day. And, um, you know, I'm in a new space in a lot of ways. I'm in a new space, but I'm literally in a new space. And uh, I was gardening. And as I was gardening, I was pulling the weeds. And I remember something my mother told me. And she said that if it's firmly rooted, then it's probably a plant. If it's easily plucked, then it's probably a weed. And so I started applying that to, because here's what I do, right? I started applying that to my thoughts. And I was thinking, wow, okay. So thoughts are like weeds, right? Mm -hmm they multiply and they grow really rapidly and they and you know they they take up a lot of space and they require like sifting through and 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 picking out and cleaning out all of the time so where your actual seeds that you've planted right take their time and they root real deeply and they you know they they blossom into something beautiful most of the time our thoughts are like weeds so we need to continue to garden, right? To pay attention to the thoughts and decide which ones are gonna bloom for you and which ones are just, you know, takeover, which ones are just shallow rooted, you know, um, fear-based or, uh, you know, just it's, it's like weeds. 
So, so yes, welcome to my mind, you know, whatever I'm doing, I'm, I'm applying it to, you know, universal principles, but, uh, but yeah, just paying attention to your thoughts. So your thoughts drive your vibration. Okay. So our thoughts drive our vibration. I love this fact that it reminds me also of paying attention to, or re listing what our values are. Is this a connection with this? You know, what are your values in life? What is going to be a success for you, a big value, because it was implemented into your childhood or your life that, you know, if you don't go to college, if you don't do this, um, you are not uh, a successful person. Right. And or media. Right. So is that the same thing, Susan? So so the definition of success should be personal. It shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. um, imposed by others or by society um you know and we have many definitions of success we have many small successes in our life you know and we have those that um you know that come in the way of a, a grander scale but usually as a result of the series of small successes so at any point we could get derailed by what someone else believes would be successful for us you know, so we have and is that part of our values, correct? Is this also looking into, I've had talk, a lot of talk with, um, even with my workshops that I do with my teenagers, mm -hmm. uh, this past week was values, right? What are your values? Right. Why do you do something? Why don't you do this? You know, you respect your elders. Like, is that the same thing as your, that is rooted in you? And can you change your values as you go? So here's this. Here's the layers as I see them. So we mm -hmm. have core values and they're universal values and they're kind of like the universal laws, right? Oneness, vibration, manifestation, um, you know, polarity. Like, so, you know, as we're talking about the universal laws, those are really the unspoken value system for all of us, you know, non-harming, uh, you know, um, kindness and compassion. Um, what's, what's variable is our belief system. So our belief system is what we've acquired over the years from the stories that we tell ourselves or from the stories that others have told us about us. So what we believe should be fluid because we are constantly changing. So you, so Amaralis, you are not the same person you were five years ago, you're not the same person you were 20 years ago. So it would make sense that your belief system would change as you acquire more information really about yourself. As you become more self-aware and more open, then you know you get to drop the beliefs that uh, that no longer serve you. You get to drop the stories that were served to you or that you created that, that keep you know, that keep you from actually really connecting with yourself. So the more you get to know yourself, the more your belief system changes. Where your core values, you know, what you believe that aligns with the universal principles really remains steadfast. So, so if your core values, um, uh, you know, it's really digging down into figuring out exactly what those are, exactly what that means for you, you know, what is important, which is kind of why we're doing um, the universal laws on Thursdays, because what aspect of each law resonates with you? 
you know, it's everything is just multifaceted and multi-layered. And, you know, we only need to take from it what makes sense for us right now. I love it. I heard of the universal law of almost vibration um, with like the um, Abraham Hicks. You know, she talks a lot about your vibration, the vortex. And so this is the first time I've heard that there's 12 universal laws. So I'm so excited, <laughs> so excited because I never knew this. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to hear the third one. But this one, which is the vibration. Okay, one way that I do, that I learned a long time ago, Susan, was when you put your hands like this and you slowly have your eyes closed and you can feel this energy. And then you focus where you get to the point where you open and close and it can just turn into like a ball, right? And oh my God, every time I meditate or I need to center myself, I come back to this little trick. So I want to share with everyone who's watching this. If you've never had experiences, it's amazing. It's a great way to feel energy because as you mentioned in our class on Thursday, um, energy, all matter is made of from energy. All energy is constant motion. Yes, constantly in motion. I, you know, we, we think we're doing nothing. Hello, your heart's beating, you're breathing, your, your blood's pumping, you know, you're, everything is feeling everything and you're in motion all the time. It's so ironic that the thing that people are most afraid of is change and the reality is they are constantly in flux or constantly changing. So how can you be afraid of the very thing that you are? Hmm. Change, change is hard. I am a challenging change mm. challenges us to grow change yes. challenges us to grow yes. hard it just has to be recognized don't label so you mentioned that vibration um, is a way to stay healthy mm. too much is not good too little can we just talk a little bit about that so that we can break it down for those that were here on thursday also yes so it's about finding that that zone that space of um natural state because what happens is if we are too um high or ungrounded or you know vibrationally um elevated for you know for long stretches of time it's taxing on the body you know energetically um we don't want to be uh you know we want to vibrate at the highest level possible but within reason there's a, a point where you know vibration becomes ungrounded okay so wait, being too happy is bad or uh, so is yeah. it happiness or what are we talking about vibration so that we understand <laughs> So what we're talking about vibration is we're talking about the relationship with the energy in your body, right? Okay. So you stay connected to the energy in your body. So, so sometimes, you know, I think of it like if you're um, in a manic state, right? Which is just overactive imagination, overactive thinking, unable to control or moderate um, the emotional body, right? That's not good. 
that's not good. So you don't want to be spiraling, vibrating, spiraling in either direction, you know, so the other aspect is too low, you know, so if, if we are taxing the body with too much stress and, and too much movement and too much activity, or we're stressing the body with not enough, and, and we're holding on to, um, you know, a lot of negativity, the body responds to both of those. So, you know, it's really about equanimity. It's about finding balance in your body. It's about knowing where your optimal state is. And it's the state where you feel good. You know, it's almost like you feel weightless, light, airy, but, but grounded and comfortable and safe. Right. So if you're too ungrounded, you're unsafe. If you're too depressed or, or, you know, too deep or too, then, you know, then you're not feeling that light area that, that I'm referring to. So when you think about, um, think about moments in your life where it was like, uh, I don't know, birth of a child and, and the first time you, you saw that baby or, um, you know, walking onto the beach in the morning and, and just seeing the expanse of the universe, watching the sunrise or the sunset and, and really being present in those moments, that's the balance, right? That's where it's like this, this wave, no ocean pun intended, but like, you know, this wave kind of washes over you and you're like, yes, this is where I am. This is who I am. This is, you know, this is right. This is now. So for me, when I'm feeling like a little bit on balance, sometimes I have to remind myself to pick myself up. Right. So like, is it the same as if I decide to wear my favorite outfit put on a little bit of lipstick because I got to change this notion that I'm feeling like so again like music I go back to something that makes me happy is music because I love to dance so I feel like okay I'm I can stop the thinking up here so that I can heal whatever is happening here and then be in the moment music, connecting to nature, uh, you know, being um, with loved ones, being by yourself, you know, meditation, uh, you know, practicing yoga or exercising, you know, going for a run. Yeah, those are all things that will change your vibration because you're changing the energy in your body. Hmm. So it, and it all begins with a thought, right? So all those things we just mentioned, right? Whether you're painting or you're drawing or you're crocheting or you're singing, you know, whatever it is, right? Require you to remember that those are the things that elevate you. So sometimes when we're in a funk or we're in a state, um, we choose to allow ourselves to stay there and that's okay, you know? So, uh, you know, the pity party or the, you know, just the, you know, the kind of curling into a ball and, and staying there, those things are all okay. But at some point in time, there has to be a recognition or awareness that you want something different. And how do you, so that's, that's the thought, right? So in comes the thought. So amongst all of those maybe heavy thoughts or all of those you know, upsetting thoughts, there, there are these ones that are trying to get your attention. Hey, look, the sun's shining, you should go outside. Mm. Hey, 
you know, I hear music coming from somewhere, you know, maybe you could turn it up, you know? Mm. So when you're ready, right, when you have that recognition and you're ready, you are in charge of your energy. You're in charge of the vibration of your energy. Um, so you have that, that thought or that impetus uh, towards something that's going to help pull you out of it. Um, and I think the more aware we are of how that works, the, um, the, the shorter the frequency of the amount of time that we spend misaligned with ourselves. Um, Susan, if somebody is feeling anxious, is that like, I always feel like anxiety and I am um, not speaking because I've felt it. I've, I have felt depressed. I've, I know where I'm feeling down. But can we just touch a little bit of base about that, like anxiety? It, it, it must, for me, when I speak to someone who's feeling it, it's a lot of energy almost. So anxiety is nervous energy. Mm -hmm. let's, let's call it what it is. It's a projection about something that, you know, has not yet and may not ever occur. Um, and, you know, that the body responds to as nervous energy. But it all ties back to a thought as well. You know, we don't just get nervous energy in our body. We have attached to a thought that drives the um, levels of energy to a frenetic point. So what do we do when we know that that's happening, right? We right. can talk ourselves down. We can talk ourselves down. But first we have to put the physical body on, on pause, right? So, so we know that once we have a, a thought that's anxiety provoking, and I don't even like to use the word. So once we have a thought that creates nervous energy in our body, mm -hmm. right? it's a couple of things you can do. One, just take your right hand, put it over your heart, take your left hand, put it over top of your right hand. And here's what that does. That grounds the energy, right? It takes the energy back inside your body Right? Instead of spreading it out in your energy field and creating, you know, all of this, this hysteria, because what happens is then other people feel your energy and they want to respond to your energy and then they're responding to you, which is just amping it up. So right hand over your heart, left hand over the right hand, and just a nice gentle push, close your eyes, take a couple deep breaths, and you can recenter yourself, right? If this is too obvious and, and you know, you're, you're on the subway and you're not necessarily, you know, feeling like you want to do this or you're in a location where this doesn't feel okay, right, then just interlace the fingers and clench the fists and clench the fists. Same kind of thing, right? So there's something in here that really activates the feeling of connection with oneself. And so, you know, your hands can be on your lap and your fists can be clenched and you can just take a couple of breaths and remind yourself that you're changing the energy, right? That you are shifting the story about what it is that's causing the spike in the energy. You mentioned to my son, can you tell us a little bit, just this reminded me of, yes. what did you tell? So, so your heart is the mm -hmm. shape fist right and if you want to return back to your heart right you can just take that fist so if you're feeling angry or upset you know and and you want to find a way or an outlet to to release it or to feel connected to yourself just pump your fist like you're pumping your heart so any of these techniques emeralis all they do is divert your attention away from 
the cascade, the weeds, right? The cascade, thinking those fast growing weeds, because as soon as one weed pops up, right? All the rest are popping up. So, you know, now you have this beautiful garden full of weeds and you're like, no, 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 no. The weeds are overwhelming. They're overtaking, right? So anything that you do, right? So for your son, this, you know, this represented his heart and he could just remind himself, right? to slow it down and to calm down and to feel connected to his own heart. So anything that we do that draws our attention away from the thoughts, right? The, the monkey mind, the, the chatter, the, you know, the, um, the thoughts that create the nervous energy, the the vibration. And the last point, um, that you mentioned in our our meditation was like attracts like. Mm. And I'm a, a big believer of that. I, I I understand what that means. And I feel that sometimes when we when we misalign ourselves, then we attract, you know, people those, around us. Those people that show us where our misalignment is. Correct. Let's touch base a little bit about that, please. So if you're looking around in your world and you're feeling like it's not aligned, right? Or you're not feeling like you're in the flow or you're having a really hard time, you know, finding that that place, that equilibrium, then I think it's not because of the people that are surrounding you. It's because of what you're putting out that are attracting those people. So don't blame others for where you are, you know, start to look within about what you'd like to change because what we see outside of us is a reflection of how we're feeling inside of us. Um, and, you know, the, the vibrational level at which you're moving through life at, you know, determines the, uh, not even just the people, but the places and the things and the opportunities that you're attracting. Yes. And, you know, I was raised by my aunt and she always told me, show me who you're with and I'll tell you who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Same thing. So, you know, so she understood the principle, um, the universal law of vibration, um, probably not even knowing what it was. Not, no, of course not. We don't teach these things, you know, so it's like this simple thing here. No, that doesn't get taught in school and um, this is the stuff that we want to talk about and those that are watching our, our channel these are the things that we want to bring in small and simple tools that you can do at home on your own time um, and please reach out to us if there's a subject that you want us to talk about uh, or a, a tool that you you've heard of and you want a little bit more of an explanation we are here you have our information you can leave it in the comments of the video we really want to reach out to everyone because we keep reminding ourselves that even though we know or we're learning from each other, um, there are others out there that do need to hear this. And sometimes we think there's so much information out there. Who else needs to be talking about this? But it's this is for you. For those that just bumped into this video and felt the connection, this is what we're doing this it is it's all about oneness and vibration and connecting and understanding and um 
we're happy. I'm happy to be doing this. And, you know, we're happy that you're joining us. Thanks, Amaralis. Thank you, Susan, for today. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And Susan, where can everyone find us? So we are on Instagram, uh, Present Moment Inc., I-N-C. Uh, we are on, we have a website, same name, Present Moment Inc. You can Google Susan J. Cooney. It will show up. Uh, and Thursday nights, we have a uh, open meditation from 8 to 8.30. You know, it's really just logging into Zoom and, um, and spending 30 minutes with yourself, you know, uh, listening mm -hmm. to the nectar of the universe. The universe, um, you know, will offer us whatever we need in the moment as long as we're listening. So thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining us again. Have a yeah. good day. Bye.